Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. You're listening to the final cast on Paddle and Finn Podcast Network. I'm Brad. Where's Josh? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> i'm just messing <laughs> josh is uh i don't know if he's gonna show up for this one or not he might jump in mid so uh we'll see if not he has the week off so anyway matt welcome to the show dude it's your second time and uh yeah we're gonna do something different co-host i'm about it this is gonna be exciting i always love being on the paddle and fin network love the uh love your sweatshirt i was gonna wear mine but i knew you're gonna wear yours so i decided not to <laughs> Good call. That'd be kind of weird. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's actually been your third time. I forgot you were on one one five three, and then you were on Armando's show before. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was. I guess I honestly forgot I was on the one five three one because John yeah. did most of the talking on that one. I was just kind of like a pretty face to look at, and then <laughs> uh, then yeah, I was on Armando's show. Yeah, that Armando that show with uh, Armando was pretty good and yeah i liked it i mean we really we got to talk about i mean I think a lot of that like with i mean it's veterans days tomorrow so it kind of correlates yeah. i guess with that show i mean it i think it was a good show it really showed people what you know why some people do kayak fish and whatnot so yeah yeah his show's all about that kind of stuff yeah. and uh I, I gotta say ever since that show aired all the people or they they nicknamed my they nicknamed me in the group chat ned rig master after that episode <laughs> <laughs> it's because you are. Jeez, I was just like, 
One, one uh, I think it was Ryan Milford. He was like, Ned Rigmaster. Oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know you hate it, but I mean, we fish with each other like 20 or 30 times a year down the GMR, and I I could get 10 fish on a Ned Rig, and that's like, you're like, oh, yeah, man, good job, as you're catching 14 every five minutes on your Ned Rig. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I've been throwing it a few few times a year but i i backed I, off of it this year i haven't thrown it as much yeah about to say you uh it's funny because i never threw a ned rig until i started fishing with you a lot i threw it here and there but i i'm a i hate i'm a power fisherman i hate going slow and yeah. uh going with smallmouth obviously in the summer you can't always just power them in so i started throwing the ned rig and then out of nowhere you're like speaking of hey man you ever throwing a tokyo rig and I was like, ah, I mean, yeah, occasionally, like way back when, when you're making them yourself. So I started throwing those like nonstop now, and that's all you throw. And I'll go out, and it ticks me off because we'll you'll catch smallmouth on them, and I'll be what? sitting there throwing a Ned or a freaking Tokyo rig and getting nothing. Well, when we went up to the reservoirs, man, you, yes, you threw was, the Tokyo rig and caught them. Yeah, I was say that, that was, was I that was that's my new favorite. I want to live there. That was awesome. <laughs> that place you is got magical. Yeah, you threw the uh, Cinco on it. I never even thought about it. Yeah, no. Well, th- with their largemouth in there, I couldn't get a small. So, A, I'm on this big reservoir with Brad. Uh, we had another John Workman from One Mark Three was there. Justin Marshall was there, another guy we fish with. And he's in a paddle kayak. You both have motors. I just got my brand new Bonafide 117. <laughs> I'm sitting there trying to like dying across the water <laughs> with the wind. So I like finally go into hole at that point. Every, every kayaker is known. If you don't have a motor, which I, I bought at XI three, like two days after that. Yeah. Um, if you go on big water, the wind will just throw you everywhere. So I tuck back in a, a hole. I see like eight small mouth swim by me, little ones like perch out the butt. And I'm like trying to throw, I see a largey, I'm like, screw it. I'm just going after a largemouth. And then a Tokyo rig with a freaking purple flaked Senko, just back-to-back, what, a 17 and 19-inch smallmouth? So, I mean, it worked out. I love that place. It's awesome. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, I remember you caught a couple good ones. And then we got right around the corner. Justin fished that whole bank. He didn't catch yep. one. We got right around the corner. I ended up catching like a 19 and a half. Yeah, I say you just smacked it. And then I got a... Uh, I was like, okay, I pushed away from you a little bit, and then I got thrown into the bank by the wind, and we daringly crossed the middle of the reservoir with your motor and almost died like twice. Yeah, I pulled you. I forgot about that. Yeah, you pulled me, and then I don't know if I let go of the rope or you let go of the rope, but you kept going, and I'm stuck in the middle as the, like, I mean, there's white caps on a reservoir, and I'm just like, I'm going to die here. It's like 40 foot deep. Yeah, that was was (laughs) stupid. (laughs) Yeah, It's not the dumbest thing we've done, though, in our lives, so, you know, there you go. Well, <laughs> let's not go there because we've done yeah. some pretty stupid stuff. We have. Like getting oh. kicked out of a golf course. You, that happened. Uh, <laughs> uh, remember that one time that we drifted a car with some McDonald's trays? Yep. Yep. So. Oh, jeez. Good times. Well, yeah, the good the good times. <laughs> yeah, that was like 12 years ago, so don't hold it against yeah. me, people. Yeah, but, before we got married, both of us got married to people and had big boy jobs and we're yeah. still doing dumb stuff all the time. So screw it. Just, just fishing while we do it. Yes. Yes. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Justin, dude, he, he cracks up every time we're on the water. He's just, it, it, I'm always making some weird random noise and he just sitting there laughing. It's like, I, I don't get it, but it's funny. I'm like, 
I don't know. I'm just having fun. Oh no! I mean, I, as someone who's been front row for that too, that it's hilarious because it's out of oh, nowhere. Yeah. We're we're all fishing just nice and easy, and there's a group of five other kayakers like 200 yards down the river from us. We're going upstream, and Brad just yells like a seagull in the middle of California's beaches, and oh, you just yeah. can't. Yeah, and then uh, that it was that uh, time we went to the reservoir. John was around the corner, and he uh, he came up. He's like, "You guys were on them, weren't you? I heard you guys yelling." Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah we, we were on them. Yeah. I don't even think I've got a fish yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that. I do that just just to be stupid. But no, they're not wrong. But believe me, there was a couple weeks. No, it was about a month ago. Me and Justin was out on the river and there was a boat probably like 50 yards away from us. They just got done fishing this little spot and they were floating down. And I started casting there and uh, I yelled real loud. I was like, whoa. And he looked over at me. I picked up my net and started doing this, shaking it. <laughs> he, he probably looked at me and was like, oh, I was just fishing that spot too. Dang. <laughs> I did that uh, at the Paddle and Findale Hollow Tournament. John, we were pre-fishing it, and he was around the corner from me. And I could he could just see me through the trees because it was real flooded, which sucked because all the fish I knew where they were at were all gone because they were like 10 feet up the bank, but whatever. I pulled my net out, acting like I'm getting a huge one. He got over. He's like, man, I was just fishing that stretch. I was like, yeah, man, I know. He's like, how big was it? I was like, I didn't get a fish. (laughs) (laughs) He's probably like, I hate you. He was. He was like, man, we're trying to pre-fish and blah, blah. I was like, yeah, it sucks. Sorry. (laughs) That's funny. Well, man, uh, I know enough with the nonsense here. We're going to get into uh, some cool talk about some Shimano gear that you own, uh, Yes. I know we hear people talking about Shimano. They usually talk about the Corrado, the Stratic, and all this stuff. Um, they never go into depth about all the other stuff that are above that, the high-end gear. And I know, like, your collection's insane. You're one of the only people I know that even own, like, a Metanium and a Alderban or whatever you call it. And uh, <laughs> Alderban. A Panum and, yeah, all that stuff. So I, I figured we'd get you on to talk about it because – it's freaking cool and Shimano's awesome. So oh uh, you ain't wrong. Um yeah, anybody who knows me, they I don't I don't act like I'm the tackle snob. Cause I mean, believe me, Abu, I have an uh uh Abu Rocket. I mean, I have other reels. Um I've used Lose and all that, but I mean Shimano in my opinion, whether you're getting just the Corrado K, no, you and me fish the living tar out of mm-hmm. a Corrado K for years. Um, they're great reels, but there is, you're not wrong. you know, you, they talk about the, the Corrado DC is like taking over the market in the U S because it's mm-hmm. a digitally controlled reel. And a lot of people don't realize that the Japanese market is always leaps and bounds ahead of what the mm-hmm. U S has. So like the DC technology has been out since like 13, 12 or 13 with the metanium originally, mm-hmm. um, which I have one of those it's up in a case upstairs or I'd, I'd get it out and show you, but it doesn't use um but i got one on ebay that's what started all of it and then you know i've just been i guess a lack of better word blessed with the opportunity with getting some reels brand new and finding them in shops or getting them secondhand from people who were just selling them to sell them because they needed money or they didn't use them or you know what i mean you know whatever it is so you know they're they're it it's kind of like what you said it's not ever talked about because a lot of people Mm -hmm. can't either you can't get them like uh uh, what two of the reels that I'm going to show today, you can't even get them in the U S unless you order them from Japan or yeah. a small shop. Um, like the Alder Baron BFS reel, which is this little 
40 little thing right there. I mean, it's a super small, compact reel mm-hmm. that, you know, has been big in Japan for a while, but you can't even get it in the U S and same with, I'm sure, you know, we'll talk about later with one of my, my big boy. Um, yeah. But is that a, did you say that was a BFS? Yeah, that's a BFS, which is uh, it's a BFS stands for bait finesse systems. Mm-hmm. It's a super lightweight reel. Like this is a uh, 50 size. Um, so, I mean, it's, you have your standard, like all the reels you're probably used to are 150. So this is mm-hmm. a 50, which is more than half of the size diameter of the spool, which mm-hmm. is super tiny. I mean, this has, I don't know, maybe a quarter of a spool of uh suffix 131, 10 pound braid on it. Jeez. And then I just run a leader. Like on this, I have a, a real tiny finesse jig. Yeah. Um, but I use it for a Ned rig rod, um, which a lot of guys, you know, Ned rig, you think of, I mean, you're the perfect one to automatically say it's a spinning rod because that's what mm-hmm. we all used to run. Um, but bait finesse systems have taken off. Like this is on a mega bass rod, a uh, Hyuga, which is a medium light casting rod. And I mean, it's, it's awesome with the, you know, ability, which you've casted this rod, you played with it. I mean, it, yeah. it can. I was going to say that was the rod that you had out that when me and me, you and Justin was fishing downtown. Yep. We were fishing uh, downtown and you were asking what I was throwing and I was like, Oh, I'm throwing a Ned rig. You're like, you're casting it. I was like, I know it's awesome. <laughs> Blew my mind. I didn't know you had the BFS. Yeah, like, man. I got, yeah, it's, it was, it's awesome. Cause I remember you cast it out and I was, you're like, man, I wish I could, cause you said we were a little bit downstream. You're like, I don't want to blow that area out, but I can't reach it. And I was like, Hey, watch mm-hmm. and I threw Dude, it right like another 10 yards past. You're like, what the heck? I was impressed how far that thing cast it. I was like, Holy crap. You know, yeah, trying man, to throw a quarter ounce on a casting rod is not easy. So when you oh, had yeah, like I an mean, eighth ounce, ned rig on a casting rod you're like oh it's not gonna go that far yeah i mean i had a 10th i mean I, i'll throw a 10th on that and launch it just one of the ewg z-man heads which great product and if you do it end of the year thing i'll be back for that one to talk about that because i liked it a lot and now i'm going away from it because hooks that suck so <laughs> which one <laughs> the ned rig you remember when they came out the i'm pretty sure when they first came out i bought you and me some packs the ewg's uh oh yeah heads. z-man yeah, Ned the Locks. Z-Man, yeah, yeah, and they were great when I first got them, because I was like, I'm not getting stuck on stuff, but hooks that suck. Yeah, <laughs> I think the reason why is because the uh, gauge of the wire hook, it's just, like, the gauge of the wire yeah. compared uh, compared to using it on a medium light, you just couldn't get that hook set. No, yeah, you can't get the hook set, and I actually found, because um, when you Texas rig something, obviously, you're putting the plastic over it, and T-posing the hook so it's hidden and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And getting through, on doing a hook set with a medium light rod, getting through the plastic, getting into the fish's mouth, it'll either, I've bent two of them out already trying to do, because you have to do a meteor hook set, especially with a mm-hmm. casting rod. It's not just a, you know, real up. It's a like you're pitching and flipping. And yeah. uh, it bends those hooks out. So, I mean, I'm just going back to throwing old exposed hooks and good thing they're yeah. only like 350 I mean, at Dick's. I'll just buy more. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, you've seen what I do with my TRDs. I, I'll yep. kind of Texas rig them on, on the yep. regular, which is, I do head. that now because the, the regular Ned rig hooks, the wires, the gauge wires thicker. So mm-hmm. you can do that hook set and it pops right through the plastic and like nothing. The EWG is just, you're right. It's a thin wire and it just acts weird. And I just, it's a great concept that they put a thicker wire hook on. It, I'm sure it'd be awesome, but 
you yeah. know, it just came out, I'm, so maybe they'll fix it. I'm sure if I threw threw it on like a medium seven foot rod or something like that, it'd be. Better, oh yeah, right? it would be fine. You'd have the backbone to negate it, but yeah. I just I tried fishing with a Ned rig with a medium rod, and it I didn't get the feel I had with a medium light. So same here. Uh, yeah, who did I just talk to? I, I want to say it was Justin. He threw it. We were doing a float, and he recently was like, I like throwing my Ned rig on my medium rod. Yeah, we talked like, about oh, that um, back when he got his victory because we went out um, over by where I, you know, where I work. You know where I'm talking about. And we uh, were doing that float after work one day. I don't know what you were doing. I don't think you couldn't come out for whatever reason. And he was talking about, yeah, I'm going to start throwing Ned rig on a medium. I was like, man, you're going to miss so much stuff on the bottom. And he's never, he hasn't had an issue with it, and he likes mm-hmm. it. So, I mean, to each their own. Yeah, I, I, there's no wrong wrong or right answer when no. when it comes to fishing, but no, you do whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah, sometimes there's a wrong answer, sometimes there's not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I okay, yeah, I'll take that back. I mean, if you throw, I've got a swim bait rod back there with a two ounce hook or two ounce bluegill on it. If you throw that on medium light, you <laughs> you only be wrong once. Break your rod tip or something. Oh, you'll break your rod in half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it suck, but. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, man, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Alderban or Alderbaron? Alderbaron. Yeah, so. let's talk a little bit more about that. Like, is it uh, the construction of it? What is it like a metal uh, frame? So the Alderbaron, I'm actually, I pulled it up because I know quite a bit about them, but I knew you were going to ask super technical stuff, so I wouldn't know. Um, so it's the same material that's made out of the metanium. Um Let me see if I can loosen this up so I can get it to where I'm not showing a rod every two seconds. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's super small, super lightweight. I mean, you're looking at actual, uh, 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 la la la. Wait, Lord, I couldn't speak. So actual <laughs> weight. <laughs> it kept getting lost in me. Um, you're looking at. I mean, it's a couple ounces. I mean, it's a super lightweight reel. Um, now the drawback with something this small is your drag is super light. I mean, it has a, your standard star drag on the side there. But, I mean, your drag is super light, even at full tilt. Like, that's – I usually keep it – like, there's all the way, and I'll keep it right there. And that's only mm-hmm. – I want to say the drag is – what is the drag on this one? Da, 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 da. It's three and a half kilograms. So, like, I think that's – in metric is, what, seven or eight pounds, maybe? Like, it's oh, not heavy yeah. at all. So, I mean, even – I caught – what, it was a 16-inch smallmouth on it? Mm-hmm. And at full drag, it was pulling drag like it was a half drag on a spinning Jeez. reel. So you have to really play with them, especially because, I mean, it's a super, super light and thin spool. So mm-hmm. it's not like the standard MGL spool that's on the, like my Bantam MGL or Metanium MGL, which we'll get into what MGL stands for and all that. But that's, I mean, that's a super lightweight spool, helps you cast. This spool is actually, um, which I'm sure I could pull a picture up and show it couple minutes but it's a skeletonized spool to where it's got basically holes pulled through it that 
you know, they recommend when you actually do it that you you don't use anything heavier than 10 or 12 pound braid because Japanese braid tends to go in regular fluoro sizes because mm-hmm. you can actually crimp that spool together. It's here so we go. Thin. I'm going to pull it up here because I can screen share. Uh, yeah. Tell me if this is the right picture or not. Yeah, the Alder Baron BFS spool. All right. I mean, it's, it's gnarly looking when you're looking at it because it looks like nothing. Yeah. About to say, I mean, it looks like nothing. Like, that's the 16, which is it's the same style spool in the new one, but it's just, it's the same thing. And it's gnarly because you look at it and you're like, man, that has that looks like a cheese grater. Yeah. <laughs> and I was looking it at does. a bunch of forums because I just got into BFS fishing this year mm-hmm. um, from watching, uh, what is it? It's on, I follow them on Instagram, Hookup Tackle. They're out in Arizona. They sell a bunch of JDM stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they started throwing it and it was originally designed for like trout and stuff. They'd use real tiny jerk baits with real small treble hooks and they use it for trout. And hmm. I was like, and they, they were showing the applications of, you know, small jerk baits or tiny crank baits for bass and Ned rigs. So I got it and I was reading a forum and some guy was like, yeah, I put 30 pound braid on my BFS reel and it crimped my, it literally collapsed his spool. And that spool's like not cheap. Like if I had to order another one from Japan, it's like 120 bucks for the. Oh my gosh, dude! Why would you do that? Like I don't know. Well, there's not a whole lot of information like on the U.S. side. Like there's Japanese forums out the yink. Like I went on one. Thank God for Google Translate, and I literally translated the whole thing into English. And I'm reading through it, and obviously (laughs) one language doesn't translate the other. And it was talking about guys using 15 pound fluoro that was warping spools, and I was like, man. Like I'm sitting here looking at this brand new. I was like, I don't want to use this. I'm scared. Yeah, I'm, that's crazy. I'd I kind of just, way. I kind of just. Well, like when we were going back from uh, that float you're talking about downtown when you first used this. Remember, I got stuck on that that wire over top. Like literally, I was casting. Oh yeah. It. yeah, yeah. And I was pulling on it, and this ten pound braid, this new one thirty one from Suffix. I don't know. It's made of like titanium or something. And it went break. And I was like, man. And I kept pulling on it, and I pulled on it enough, and I thought I heard like a clink sound and i was like oh no and I, I stripped all my line off like when i got home i cut the line there stripped it off went over the spool meticulously like a magnifying glass and i was looking mm-hmm. at it and i was like all right we're still good but yeah man it's i mean it's a great reel though i mean this is a a, a kytech it's an eighth ounce kytech finesse jig mm-hmm. with a uh baby rage menace on the back of it and i can cast this thing like 50 yards like yeah, that's easy. that's impressive and yeah, that's impressive I mean, it's crazy. Like, if you want to throw like a super lightweight, um, like application, typically you're going and you're throwing, you're using a spinning reel, obviously. And even with that, you know, I've always, to myself, how I've explained it to myself is a spinning reel is great for distance on light stuff, but you don't always get the accuracy you're looking for. A casting rod gives you that accuracy. Yeah. With this, I can throw super light applications really far, which is yeah. awesome. So, uh, stubborn fish in the middle of summer who want a smaller application. Like, I'm going to throw tubes on this next year. I'm pumped about Dude, that. Dude, per uh, I was going to say, perfect perfect combo for when the water is really low and really clear in the summertime. Exactly, because you, you can literally far away. fish a whole area without busting into it. Yep. Because, I mean, you know as well as I do, river smallmouth will let you come right on top of them before they go away. But why risk it in the summer yeah. when they're finicky? Yep. Throw to them, let them eat it on their own. But yeah, like this this reel, um, BFS is starting to get big in the U.S. Like the the Corrado BFS reels here now, mm-hmm. but it's been huge over in Japan because again they're trout fishermen, 
Largemouth, fun fact for you and all your viewers, largemouth in Japan, if you catch it in public water, you're supposed to kill it immediately like we do with Asian carp. They do <laughs> not crazy. want largemouth in their, or in their bodies of water at all because they're invasive over there. Yeah. Um, so it's designed as a trout reel, but man, the applications for like river smallmouth or river largemouth, wherever you're at, a river fish or finicky fish, it's awesome because you get the mm-hmm. control of a casting rod and the ability to cast a light lure super far. So, I mean, yep. this thing is money. Heck yeah, dude. I uh, Final thoughts for me, man. That's, I know I've said it already, but I was really impressed. Like I cast that thing. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, didn't think that kind of thing was possible with a uh, Ned rig on a uh, casting rod. So yeah, I, I would have never cool. thought when I first got it, I thought I had to feather the spool a ton. And like you saw, you can, you just throw it out there and it, I mean, it just does it on its own. There's no feathering. Yep. It's really, once you have it tuned in for that weight, you're good to go. Yep. And, uh, oh yeah, that, that's the other thing I was going to ask you. A 10 pound braid. Is that the most you'll go or is that? That's the most I'm going to go. Yeah. I mean, there's some yeah. guys on a couple forums I've read to where they're like, oh yeah, we've pushed it to 15. Cause you get some light stuff. I'm not risking nothing. So I'm throwing 10 pound braid to a eight pound fluorocarbon, uh, leader. And that's, it, it gives me plenty of distance to where I can cast 50, still have a little bit back on the, on the rear end of it. Um, and another fun thing is you can't use a mono backer for the braid. You got to use tape because the mono back backer will get too tight on the spool. And again, crimp. So that's crazy. Yeah, man, it's insane, but it's awesome once you learn it. So, yeah, that's good to know though. I mean, this is why we're having this, yeah. uh, this uh, podcast here is because, People don't know about this stuff, so yeah, so it's good to yeah. get the information out there. Yeah, I really, I really think that's going to take off because you're starting to see a lot. I mean, COVID was the big opener, so a lot of people started fishing. They're new and they're getting into all the new stuff, and yeah. they're a lot of people are finding the eBay Japanese fishing market, and it is, you <laughs> yeah. know, welcome to the club. I've been there since 2012. So, <laughs> <laughs> jeez, yeah, dude, I'm not there yet, just because I can't even afford like discounted. <laughs> Oh, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not cheap. Like that was uh that's yeah. a used reel from eBay and it was two ninety. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, that's the drawback. I think that's what holds a lot of people from knowing about this stuff is because the price, because yeah. you got to ship it from Japan. It, they're already in, crazy expensive in Japan. Um, So like, again, when we get to the big dog later on, I think a lot of your viewers will be super shocked by the price tag of the real brand new. So <laughs> <laughs> yes let's move to the next one what, what's the next one in line uh, let's go from cheapest to most expensive cheapest to most expensive well you have, then i'll jump i'll jump in cheapest with a spinning rod which are real which a lot of people are starting to see because it's brand new but it's the vanford yeah i mean it's still this is not peak of their technology but it's it's one of them in the u.s i mean the vanford's a super smooth reel replace the ci4 in the stratic line mm. um if you've owned a Stratic and you, when you throw this, it's a whole nother ball game. Like you would think, really? yeah. I mean, you think, I mean, you get a Stratic and I have, I mean, I have boxes. One, I got like three boxes of Stratics up there and they're awesome. I love the reels. They're fantastic. But this Vanford is a, is like a whole new ball game. And they have spinning reels because Shimano started deep sea and offshore mm-hmm. stuff. And they have reels that go up to like four grand for a spinning reel. But <sighs> For a hundred, I think what these retail for like one ninety nine or two nineteen or something. Vanfords, um, I thought they were two forty nine. They no, they're two, might... two, two nineteen sounds about right. I think they're two. I think they are. I could be wrong, something or that like that's the Stratic price. I don't know. It's in between 
220 and 250. And, yeah. uh, but this is uh, 229. 229. There we go. So I was kind of right. Um, I got two of the numbers right. Uh, but yeah, this, I mean, it's, it's ridiculously how smooth it is. It casts a mile if you get tuned right and you have it on the right rod for the right application. Um, I was using a little mega bass cicada topwater because cicadas and, uh, and you've had it tied on since like June then. I have, I've been using it a lot, but I've been getting <laughs> blow ups on it. I mean, the only awesome. bad, it's, it's a Japanese lure. So it's got the two hooks. Mm. I haven't changed it out to a treble yet, but I would have got more fish if I would just not be lazy and do that. Cause I have like 4,000 trebles behind me, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this is, if we're going from cheapest, this plays way above its, its price tag. I mean, mm. there's some $350 lose reels and, uh, even Daiwa reels that I played with. And this still is one of the smoothest spinning reels I've ever touched in my life. And I've touched quite a few. Yeah, I, uh, I for some reason I thought the uh, Vanford was just rebranded Stratic. I didn't know it was completely different. See, I did too when it first came out because Justin got one like right off the rip. Right when it came yep. out, he bought one, and I was talking to him. He's like, he said the same thing. It's like it's the best reel I've ever thrown. It's better than Stratics, but it's not. You know, it's. I thought it was. Oh, they just got rid of the C CI four and gave it to mm -hmm. Vanford, and it's in my opinion, no. I mean, I have Stratics that run right alongside that on the same trip, and I will do everything I can to throw that instead of a Stratic, mm -hmm. which says a lot. Stratic's great real. I love it. I've used them for years, but that Vanford yeah. is awesome. You, I, I bought a Stratic FL off of you. So you did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I got the Vanford, I replaced the FL. Um, I took it out. I bought it. I actually had a buddy bike because you couldn't get it like anywhere. Like the Cabela's nearest didn't have it. The Field and Streams mm -hmm. didn't have it. And I had a buddy who was at Fin Feather and Fur up north. And, uh, he was like, Hey, they have Vanfords. And I literally got on my phone. I was at a softball tournament, um, taking care of fields and stuff. And I got on my phone, Venmoed him the exact amount for it. And I was like, buy me one right now. So he <laughs> bought it, brought it back. I went out the next trip. I think it was with, it was either with you or with you and Justin, one of the two. And I threw it and I was playing with it. And I was like, yeah, man, the, the FL is done. I don't need it anymore. I have another Stratic. I'm good. And then I sold it to you. I think what a week and a half later. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't. I, I can't imagine something being better than the Stratic because, well, I, 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 you got to see where I've been coming from. So before this year, before I redid my whole arsenal, I upgraded yeah. my rods and my reels. I was using hundred dollar rods and Fluger reels, and you know, yeah. So and anything I mean, that was that step above, like I was blown away, you know. Yeah, and that's how it was. I mean, I, I mean, just. I grew up like a lot of people. I was using a Zebco 33 till I was like 15, not even 15, like maybe 11 or 12. And then my dad bought me an Abu Garcia Ambassador C3 round type reel. So it was a round bait caster. I threw that, mm -hmm. learned to bait cast on the archaic that that is, um, which sucked, but whatever, it worked. I'm good <laughs> at it now. Um, and then I slowly like went to lose like the, well, my first high dollar reel I ever bought was a lose BB1. I think it was 199 bucks. Then I saved up uh, from working when I worked at Best Buy, saved up all my money for that. And I bought it. And that was, I thought it was the best reel that I was like, no, there's nothing ever has been better. And then I got a Corrado K used from a guy, uh, mm -hmm. 2011. Not so it wasn't a K, it was an E. And I was like, okay, this is better. And then I just flew down the slope of Shimano reels and JDM stuff. And oh, I have dude. never looked back. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and I have a feeling that's going to happen to me. <laughs> it will. It, I mean, it will. Once you start using them, it's kind of like and the Corrado, the Corrado DC is ruin. It's ruining a lot of people because they're feeling what a little bit of JDM uh, influence is doing to the fishing market, and they're starting yeah. to go like you know your next bump up from a Corrado DC is either the Scorpion DC, which that's the next one I'm going to talk about. Which I actually could just get it. Um, if I don't knock all over my baits and stuff is oh, stupid rod. or break one of your rods. I, I would be so upset because this is a mega bass destroyer rod that I got second hand and I don't have a warranty on it. And I'll oh, cry. <laughs> I will cry because <laughs> I got it for a great deal and I'm not spending 600 bucks on a rod right now. Um, so like this is your, it's not necessarily your step up, but it's, it's a different type of technology compared to the, uh, the Corrado DC. It's essentially the Japanese version of the Corrado DC. And it's a hundred spool size instead of a 150. Um, but it has the same breaking, the DCI or the DC5 breaking that's in the Metanium DC. Mm-hmm. So it controls, you can throw much lighter lures on it, and the reel itself, the chip in there will actually control everything a lot better to where the Corrado has the DC4. This has the DC5. So it's just it's more control over your lures. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's not silver, it's black. Um, but this is a, a JDM only version, which they just came out with the new one. Um, so I'm probably going to buy that too. My wife doesn't kill me. And, uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's crazy because back in the day, this was like, oh, I want a Scorpion DC, the 2016. I have one of those upstairs too. And if you wanted a 2016 Scorpion DC, you went on eBay, you waited three months or three weeks, three weeks to a month to get it from Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, there's, there's one guy on eBay. I wish I could remember his name. I can't, I still order stuff from him. I've been ordering from him since 2012. He runs a tackle shop in Tokyo and, uh, but you'd wait about a month to get it. Now you can get a Scorpion DC on Amazon and today it's primed right to your house. Oh, that's nice. Like it's crazy how, I mean, going back to the JDM markets like taken over, but the Scorpion DC is kind of that next, I guess, jump in level. Um, between this and like my Bantam, but I mean, it is, it's how I look at it. And this is, uh, I guess my opinion of it. It's the poor man's metanium Mm -hmm. because the metanium, which I have one of those, it's on loan to a buddy. He's using it fish right now because he loves it and he needed a jerk bait set up. And I've got two, so he could use that one. Um, the metaniums, the metanium DC has the same DCI five braking system. Um, it's got an MGL spool on it. So the spool's lighter, casts a little mm-hmm. bit better. Um, the whole body is a little bit lighter than this, but that runs you about $4.99 brand new. You can get this for $3.29 brand new, give or take where you're buying it from. Um, okay. so it's kind of like the, the poor man's metanium DC because it does almost everything that one does. It just, in my opinion, looks better because it's black and got red accents and that's cool. But yeah, that one does um, look cool. Yeah, I mean, it's slick. I kind of upset the 2021 version is like a slate gray kind of color, and it kind of upset me because the black looks sleek. I'm yeah, yeah. But, every time I hear the uh, Scorpion, I think of the red and black. Yeah, I would say that's, I mean, that's, it's, it still has some red accents, but the red and black just looks so much better. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, it's just, it's, like I said, it's the poor man's metanium. It's a great reel. You're not spending a whole giant wad on one reel instead of like mm-hmm. yours, metanium, but it's that step up from the Corrado, um, which I've got Corrado DCs, but I haven't here's... even uh, I haven't even thrown your Scorpion yet. I've thrown about everything else, but 
Yeah, but I'll say the scorpion's the only thing. And the reason why you didn't throw it is the last time that we were out, I, I had that at Dale Hollow, and I can't remember. I've been switching rods and reels out all year, like trying to find my yeah. com- comfort zone. I don't know. And I had it at Dale Hollow. And if you go back and you watch the live stream of that, you'll see they interview me and I say, hey, just so everyone knows, the water's freezing. So two of my combos went in the water, a Stratic and a Scorpion. It was in about like four, four, four four and a half foot of water. And I didn't care because I hadn't, I had two fish on, they broke off both. I was ticked off and I was just done with that hour. So I just went to the bank, got out, went in the water, found both of them. And in the going back to the meeting and then, you know, making dinner and re-rigging for the next day of the tournament, I forgot to clean it that day. So yeah. the next day it was fine. And then I let it sit for like a week and I came home and it, it felt super grindy. Oh, and yeah, I was like, I man, that. and I just kept forgetting it. Like <laughs> sat on my desk and sat here and sat here and sat here. And I finally was like, Oh, I got to clean this. I pulled it apart and there was dirt and grime and I had to do a whole rebuild on it, but it's good now. So you get to use it next time we go out. <laughs> oh, well, I was, yeah, I was about to say when people drop something like a high end Shimano, like that, you clean it. It's good. Good as new. Yeah, I'm gonna say it once kind, I like kind of like a Glock, you know, you, you drop a Glock in the mud and you clean it oh, after yeah. that and it's good to go again. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, it's it's the same concept. It's built to I mean it's a tool. So yeah. like one of my reels is which I'll show and people I guarantee you somebody say, Oh, that reel looks beat up. It is beat up, it still works perfect. Yeah. But I mean it's a tool, so I've used it. Um I see no point in buying something super nice and not using it for how mm-hmm. it was intended. Um, yeah, you I mean, you're buying it paperweight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you're buying it to be a tool to help you do X, Y, Z with the performance it offers. So use it. So I've banged it up on stuff. I mean, this reel has been with me for like two, no, about a year. When did I get this? I think it was this summer actually for the, the last one we'll talk about, but I mean, it's already beat up cause I've used it. It's about, ba- it's bounced off of rocks. It's bounced off kayaks. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I shoved your kayak away from me one time with it because you're getting too close. I thought you were going to run into me with your motor. So, I mean, which that happens every, we run into each other because we're dumb, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the next one, is there anything else you want to say before I go on? Well, uh, I was going to go into the DC aspect real, real quick, because this yeah. is the only DC you have other. Cause that I I'm mean, showing. That, yeah. Yeah, that you're showing. So yeah, let's talk about the DC real quick. I see a lot of people talking about the DC and they're like, how do you tune this thing to throw lures? Uh, people get confused. They still backlash. And then they're like, oh, I don't get it. Like, yeah. So there's, there's a few people. You're actually the first. Cause I think you got a DC. What a cut you bought. You got one of mine, didn't you? You either got one of mine or you bought one. I think you I bought, remember. I think I, I think I yeah. showed you one of mine. I yeah, you remember. did. Whatever. You have one now. Um, and you're one of the first people that haven't had major issues with it. Mm-hmm. And But everyone else, all my other buddies who I talked to them, because, again, the Corrado DC, it's like everyone and their mother has one now, mm-hmm. um, which in my Yakima box right there because it's on top of my Jeep because of other issues. But all of my other reels that I use, other than the Alder Baron BFS, and the Bantam MGL and my SLX MGL. Every other reel, not spinning, obviously, but every other reel is a DC reel. It's either a Corrado DC, a Scorpion, um, Metanium DC, which I don't have to show you, but I have one of those, and a uh, 
and Terrace DC, which will be the last one we talk about. So I run nothing but DCs. The way to tune them is typically with the reel, you take off, you know, you put your lure on, you put it at the top and you click your button. Once mm-hmm. you get your brake set up, you click your button and you work the clutch knob until the, the lure either slowly falls or if you're really good with it, you can let it fly down and then you use your thumb for everything. To optimize a DC, it's the braking system's different. So mm-hmm. one on the DC braking, which... Oh, where's that? Where's that? Where's that? So the braking system's right here. <laughs> kind of, yep. you can kind of see it. So you have two, which is set for, uh, technically it's set for braid. I use it for fluoro because I trust my thumb a little bit and I can yeah. get a little bit extra casting. But one is completely open. Two is set for braid. Three is for fluorocarbon. And then four is your brakes or other way, sorry. Four is your uh, brakes. Everything's on. And then with this reel, it has an extra brake setting, which is just A for automatic. So that the chip in here will actually sense what you're throwing and control the rotations of the spool so you don't get backlash. Mm-hmm. In the Corrado DC, it doesn't have an automatic setting. So you right. set your brakes to what kind of line you have. So if you're throwing braid, you put it on two. And then you set your clutch knob to where that lure is barely falling. There's no more trust in your thumb because if you do it too light, the chip won't even activate correctly. And then you'll end up getting overruns a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you do it too heavy, the chip will engage way too quick and it'll bind up your uh, your spool. So you literally set it like a what line you're using and a slow fall of the lure and you're done. That's all you have to do. And yep. a lot of guys will run into backlashes because they'll be like, okay, well, I've set the brakes right to the line, but, you know, I trust my thumb. I'll just crank this all the way open. And, I mean, you can do that, but you're going to be fighting it. You're literally going against what it was designed to do. It's designed to make your life easier in casting. Right. Um, so you're fighting a little bit more, so you'll get overruns, you'll get backlashes. And everyone's like, well, there's nothing great about this reel compared to whatever I'd buy for 100 bucks, like a, a Black Max. It's because how they're, how they're setting it up. And they're not reading the instruction Shimano sends right. you exactly how to set up that reel. Yep. Um, and that's how it's designed to do. I mean, it's like putting diesel in your gas car. It's not designed to do that. You're going to blow something up. It's not going to work. <laughs> that's a good, good analogy. <laughs> no, it's just, uh, it's unfortunate, man. Because I've, I've seen so many people trash the DC and I'm like, I can't explain it to them, you know? Cause I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 just, say I'm not that. I mean, people are still, they're still, I mean, they're, it's again, American fishing culture we're still back we're not even dc hasn't taken over our culture yet i mean you go to again japan almost every one of their high-end reels have a chip in them um i mean there's there's offshore big reels that are completely electronic you don't do anything like Mm -hmm. you don't reel the fish in it does it for you which there's some reels like that here but i mean it's it's going i mean it's 2021 is how i explain to people because some guy was like well you're taking the tradition out of fishing i see where he's coming from but i also can do all my work on my computer and I don't have to go somewhere and I can buy True. stuff here. It's, it's, it's just what the age we live in. So instead of fighting it, just embrace it, use it and enjoy it more because I can tell you yeah. if you're using a traditional reel and I'm using a DC, I will get double the cash you have easy oh, in yeah. the same time frame Cause I'm not, I'm just throwing reel and throwing reel and I'm done. I don't have to worry about my thumb. Yep. Yeah. That's the nice thing about DC, man. I mean, 
just launching the thing and not even have your thumb on it. You just hold it in your palm and just watching it. It's, it's, yeah. It's awesome. And if you get it set up like real perfect and you don't want it even a little bit loose, I mean, you don't even have to watch it hit the water. You can literally cast it, which I've done with you. You've been talking. I'll cast it. I won't even look. Yeah. My spool will stop when it hits the water. I know. Yeah. I just tighten it up a little bit. Right when it hits the water, the computer will have the spool stop. And then if you're worried about overrun, you just pull back a little bit, bring an extra line out. If there's like two inches and then you start reeling, you're good. You don't even have to pay attention, which yep. is why I've lost like four or five fish this year because I'm not paying attention. Anymore. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. So have you ever heard of uh, those DC chips ever going bad? Uh, I've heard of a couple, like one that went bad. Some dude dropped it in a, it was like 30 foot down. He ended up fishing it out like two weeks later. Jeez. It worked fine for six months and then it went bad. And he called Shimano and they gave him a brand new one. They, they literally sent him a new reel. Um, nice. They have a 10 year warranty and they don't actually have any batteries in them. That's what a lot of other people say. Well, do I have to change the batteries out? Like mm-hmm. every six? No, the battery is charged just like a, uh, kind of like how you're alternating your car charges yep. your battery in the car. It's charged by rotations. So every time you cast that, like when you get a brand new Corrado of the box, people will get it. And it's like, it's not making the sound. I was like, well, you got to cast it like four or five times. And then out of <laughs> nowhere, you'll hear it's that zing. Yeah. And it's the yeah. chip coming to life. Cause it has battery from getting rotations of the spool. Um, That's such a cool sound. Oh, it's awesome. I and mean, there's a lot of guys who are, and it's, it's the, I guess the generation before, uh, or, yeah, before us that are fishermen, they're like, I hate hearing that DC sound all day long. I love it. I think it's who awesome. Gen X. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's Ed. literally it's they're just it's like they're they hear it and they're like, oh, and those are the same people like you're taking the tradition out of fishing. And I was like, yeah, just, I mean, if Josh was here, he's part. I think he's part of Gen X, something like that. So I, I'd be curious what he said he would say about it. I don't know. He's, I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty chill. He's probably about it Yeah. for the simple fact that it makes fishing. It makes, once you use it, I don't, I mean, if you use it and you hate it and you've set it up right and you still don't like it, that's great. We're in America. You have your own opinions. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. But <laughs> if you use it, if you come from like, for instance, you come from a, like a loose speed spool and then you use this, it's done. And you're like, Oh, okay. A lot exactly. of people use it and they're done. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I had a loose speed spool LFS and went to the DC. Yeah, and I remember because I was when we started fishing this year, I had all these DCs, and you're like, ah, man, I don't really. Because I asked you, I was like, you want one? He's like, and you literally were for said, I don't really see a need for it. Like this reel works fine. And then you got one. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I saw uh, John B's videos and stuff too on yeah. YouTube. And I was always wondering, well, what the heck is that zinging noise? You know. Yeah, and that's speaking of John B. That's why I really got into it because he bought a thirteen yeah. or a twelve metanium DC, and I was watching a video, <laughs> sitting in our apartment, watching a video, and I was like, "I'm gonna buy one." <laughs> and then I got I literally got back from boot camp in 2012, and I went on eBay with all the because you can't spend any money when you're there, and I yeah. took like a wad of my boot camp and just bought a I bought one off ebay and then had to have my mom send it to me because i shipped to the house and i wasn't here anymore nice. <laughs> that's cool <laughs> well cool man we hit that i'm glad we hit that just to get that little bit of info out there so um, yeah for sure yeah uh what's the next one you got up on your lineup oh uh, next one is the bantam mgl if i can again mgl not yeah let's talk about the mgl what what does that stand for what does it do so the mgl spool it's it's super super light 
and it's designed to basically reduce inertia while you're using the reel. So it's a lot smoother as it's going. It doesn't just use the bearings in the reel. Um, Cause a lot of people, when they look at Shimano, they're looking like, uh, for instance, the lose pro TI is a, a 12 ball bearing reel. Mm-hmm. So it's got a lot of ball bearings to make it super smooth. Um, just to make sure I'm correct. When I say this, this should be, yeah, this is an eight ball bearing reel. Um, and it is just as smooth, if not smoother than the, uh, pro line lineup of Abu or, uh, lose with their 11, 12. And I think they have one reel now. It's like 14 or 13 ball bearings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mostly because that spool is, is designed to basically reduce all the extra inertia in the bearings itself. So it helps you with casting. It helps you, especially with pitching and flipping, for example, you can mm-hmm. find whenever you pitch and flip, if you miss up, if you mess up a pitch or a flip, you'll get so much overrun or it'll, it'll backlash on you or something. Cause you're only going five or six feet or 10 feet or however, what are your pitches? This actually, when you pitch it, it takes a lot of that guesswork out of it. And you can really take control of that. Like during the actual, when I'm pitching and flipping, this is on a medium heavy uh, Avid X rod. Like right now it's got a, a blade bait on it just because we were went to that reservoir and I was like, I'm going to throw a blade bait and just jig it. Didn't do anything, but I threw it. Um, but normally I'll have a Texas rig on this or Tokyo rig. It's usually my go-to Tokyo rig rod because I can pitch and flip this mm-hmm. without having to worry about that extra runoff that I'm going to get. Um, Another big thing with this one, because the Bantam MGL is the Japanese version of the uh, Cronarch MGL, which we sell here in the States. It's They're close to the same thing. This uses a hollow body core. So whenever you take apart a, a reel, this whole side plate will flip up to get mm-hmm. that spool out. You can see how this is circled right there. This actually yeah. will pull all the way out. So it's a hollow body design. Everything with this reel is other than what's in the sp- or the uh, the handle bearings is all actually based right here, and you can pull all of that out at once. Spool and your side plate bearings all come out, so it makes the reel a lot lighter. Um, like right now, this reel's on here, and the balance is so far tipped up here. I mean, my balance on this rod is probably I wouldn't say like right up here instead of being right at the reel seat because this reel right. is so light. And this uh, is a full crazy. size reel. I mean, it's it's a hundred and fifty size reel. Um, your standard star drag. I mean, nothing's really different of it. Um, but you start to get to some of these higher end ones and these are all made in headquarters in Japan. Mm. So this is a pure hundred percent Japanese reel. This, the metanium, um, the Cronarch is now being made in Japan for a while is being made in Malaysia where like the scorpions and stuff are, which it's the same people that run the Japanese run, run that one. So no quality issues, but, this is when you start seeing some of their extra stuff they throw into this. So, I mean, you have this, and this is right from Shimano's website, just so I get it exactly right for all the tech nerds out there. Um, it's a full body. It's all already hollow core, but it's a full body aluminum frame. So this whole mm-hmm. thing is made out of aluminum. So again, they're really banking on it being super light. And this is the yep. 2018 version. They're coming out with a 2022 version that's supposed to cut this weight down by half. I don't really? know how they're going to do that, but it's going to be like a ridiculously light full-size reel um, that still has all the capabilities this does. Because now when you cut, if you cut this in half, you're getting down to BFS weight. Yeah. And that's, if it can do everything this can do with a 65-pound braid, 
that'll be fantastic. Like that'll be a, a no doubter. Maddie buys one and sells this one or retires yeah. or something because I mean, it would just make life so much easier. And a lot of people don't realize how much it plays, how much your real real ways when you're fishing. Because mm-hmm. um, if you have a heavy reel, you don't think about it, but a hundred casts into the day, your arm starts getting tired. And mm-hmm. a lot of people is like, oh, it's because I'm throwing a heavy bait or it's because I'm throwing a heavier rod. It's really, I mean, the rod plays into it too, but if you have a heavy reel, you're not, you're going to feel it earlier in the day than you will later, which yeah. will make you stop fishing quicker because you're tired or you're, you won't make as accurate cast or whatever, just because you're tired like any other sport you do. So, yeah, it, it's kind of like uh, a bending branches paddle, like an angler pro paddle compared Perfect. to an angler uh, ace. Yeah. I mean, I, and so for somebody who owned an angler ace at the beginning of the season and then watched you paddle through everything and not get tired with your pro and said, screw it. And I just bought one. Uh, yeah. It's, a lot more things come into this, come into fishing in general that people don't think about. Like, I mean, even as much as the clothes you wear, I mean, I can, I'm way more comfortable fishing in the summer than I am when it gets cold out. I mean, you wear yeah. a dry suit, so I can only imagine what extra stress that puts on you when you're fishing. Um, eh, I mean, when I have to bad. fish in full waders, I get butt hurt because I'm got an extra, <laughs> extra weight on me. I don't want to have on me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can tell you this has no DC technology in it. It's all traditional. And this is easily one of my favorite reels that I own. Um, it looks it, cool, man. It's, I mean, it's almost everything Shimano. That's another big thing they have going with for them is they are super, I guess, insightful in how they make their stuff look. Yeah. It looks sleek. Like it yep. looks like something that when it sits in your hand, it's got that, oh man, this looks good. Like that's. In my hand, it looks compact. It looks small. It doesn't look big, and it still has all the capabilities a larger reel has. And it's, I mean, it's it's just awesome. And everything they put into it, they make a, a great looking package, but in, they also add everything inside of it. So it has all your latest greatest technology for bearings and your braking system, and mm. um, it's got a carbon drag in it. I mean, it's got a carbon fiber drag in it. It just. I mean, it just works awesome and it's fantastic. So yeah, I don't know. It's well, it's easily one of the favorite. I am uh so I have a Shimano SLX was one of the cheaper mm-hmm. uh, reels that they offer, and I'm looking into replacing that one with a higher end uh reel. So uh, the rod MG. that I throw it on is a moderate rod, and I okay. throw my crankbaits and stuff on it. So. What kind of would you consider an MGL for that setup? Uh, yeah, I mean, with a moderate moderate rods, like that's, I mean, if we're we go into rods, it's a whole other ball game of yeah, like information and stuff. I mean, I know I was throwing a lot of guys have been throwing crankbait, which you can. I know guys who still throw crankbaits on fast rods and they like it and it works fine for them. I've been throwing crankbaits on a moderate rod since 2011 no 2000 yeah 2011 because i got a when kvd was with lose they had the kvd crankbait special rods which you actually threw that rod i let yeah, you use that the for a composite while. one yeah and that's a moderate rod um but for a moderate rod you want you want something with a that's going to give you a little bit of forgiveness sometimes that rod will do some weird stuff yeah. um but yeah an mgl would be fine i mean the, the joy of an mgl is it's not really other than like the alder baron bfs reel that has a style mgl in it the normal mgl rods or reels excuse me are completely determined on what you want to do there's no technique they can't do well um for instance my uh jerk bait rod had an 
um, a Tanium DC. That's what I was using it for was jerk baits. And then I was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll transition that reel over to my crankbait rod, which has an S- SLX MGL, mm-hmm. um, which is a more less expensive reel. Um, I, I mean, I love that reel to death, but it's you can get it here. It's a great reel. I think it's like 150 bucks, and mm-hmm. it is awesome. I love that reel because it has the MGL spool, and I was using the Metanium. And sometimes the DC with throwing on that moderate rod, the way that the moderate would snap, it would make that DC want to stop for a second. And then oh. pick back up, which you got a little bit of overrun, and it might just be my MGL. I don't know, um, but I went to a just a, a MGL, or it might be just my Metanium, and I went to an MGL straight reel, and I, I mean, I love that thing on a crankbait setup. It throws a moderate rod, no issue yeah. at all. Which, yeah, I was actually, I was debating the SLX MGL for my crankbait rod just because I, I like the. Uh, profile of the slx reel like it feels good it's just the slx reel is you know i'm getting spoiled with the dc and stuff now so i'm like i want something better than the slx and there's i mean so here's an slx mgl um it's kind of got that bantam style on it which they designed this after the bantam now does it have the aluminum body no um does it have the same carbon drag no it's got the uh kn handbrake and or kn uh with the the hagani breaks in it and the Hagani drag, which it's still a good reel. This is on a Mega Bass Destroyer X7 moderate, which I use for crankbaits and uh chatter baits. I got a jackhammer on it right now. Yeah, um, that's that's a whole nother discussion there. Chatter baits on a moderate or a fast rod. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean I was <laughs> all about fast rods for a long time and I yeah. started I read uh I read a forum somewhere. I can't remember what it was and they were talking about throwing bladed baits on a moderate rod and Mm -hmm. evergreen made the first chatterbait rod. And it's Mm -hmm. literally called the chatterbait rod. It's a moderate rod. And I threw it on this because this is a, I was using this for jerk bait or for crankbaits. And I was like, well, I'll try it. I just got this rod. So whenever you get a brand new, like this is a destroyer X seven, I got it. Luckily from a guy who's selling it, it's like a $600 rod. I got for like two fifty. I lucked out big time. Holy um, crap. Yeah, I know it's insane, but I didn't pay that. Um, which a lot of this stuff that you see, my Bantam, I bought brand new. And then the Vanford I did, the Scorpion I did. Um, and then one of my destroyer rods I did, but this one, and then like the, uh, what the, and Terry's I got secondhand. A lot of my higher end stuff, I just find deals and I find people who bought them, used them for six months, didn't like them, and they don't can't justify the cost and they sell it and I get it at a discount. So it's awesome. Facebook Marketplace is the place. Um, <laughs> but I started throwing this on a moderate, and I, I mean, I, it, it just overall everything about a moderate rod feels better. I'm gonna uh, have to try that, it with certain techniques. Um, I know uh, the moderate Douglas rod that I have. It's an LRS. It it is really soft. Yeah, it's a real they, soft moderate. Yep, they're super soft. Like that one, um, it's a little stiffer moderate rod. So I use it for jackhammers now. I actually have a, a I don't, I don't know, I'll be honest, I don't know where it's at right now. It's somewhere in here. Um, but it's a G Loomis moderate rod that I use for cranks, and it's super soft because when the fish grabs on that um, bait, you're not wanting the reason you have a moderate rod is for when you do your hook set you're leaning into it instead of cranking on it because you don't want to rip those trebles out of the fish's mouth. You just want to set them in there and keep tension so the fish can't shake it. And I can tell, I mean, there's guys who I got into fishing last year who went to a moderate rod this year and said left and right how, (laughs) 
<laughs> said left I'm and one right of them. how they uh how they were able to keep fish better on on yep. uh treble baited fish just because you're just you're using leverage on the fish and you're holding the bait up in its mouth and it can't shake it because you always have tension on it because the rod will play with that fish a lot more than a fast rod that'll just yep. move with it yep. so i completely agree leverage. man i got that moderate rod and i was like man I don't think I lost a fish on a crankbait or anything this year. I was impressed. Yeah, since I've switched, I mean, obviously I've broken line um, with them and whatnot. I, I've lost like three muskies on a moderate rod, but that's because they're stupid and I don't want to catch them. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I'm, I don't think I've ever lost. Like, if my line is good, my trebles are good, and my rod's not trash, like I beat the crap out of it or something and it broke. I don't think I've ever lost a fish on a good hook set from a moderate rod. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it literally plays because you're using the rod for the technique it's designed for. Yeah. Um, kind of the same thing with that jackhammer. Once I went to that on a moderate rod, which you catch fish all day on a fast rod. I did it for three or four years. I know. I think you still throw jackhammers yep. on a fast yep. rod. Yep, and you'll catch do. fish all day. But when you get that, you get a little stiffer moderate. You can do your regular hook set, drive the barb past the fish's mouth and then it plays with all that extra slack you're getting because the rod's giving and weighing with it a little differently the fish can't shake it as well and you just get way more fish i didn't lose a fish this year on a chatterbait or jackhammer on a moderate mm-hmm. rod i caught quite a few because i love that bait because i'm a power fisherman and i like to fish fast heck so. yeah oh i'm a big chatterbait fan too so i love the jackhammer all right great baits i i, I stockpile Fire crawl. (laughs) I don't think people understand. All right. When Matt says stockpile, he means stockpile. You see his basement, it's ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, you you own like you could like fill up like a hundred tackle boxes, probably easy. Easy. I've got nine full ones down there full of one like two of them are full of mega bass jerk baits. One is full of just different jigs. Uh I had to fill this one today because I ran out of room, and that's three sixteenth Texas rigs. I mean, nail weights j- or tube jigs. Uh, another great product that hopefully I'll be on for the end of the year thing because these these Nico O ring things are amazing. Those things are freaking oh. awesome for wacky rigs. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know if they're they're like brand new. Of course, I don't have nails because I'm a nervous fighter, so I got to get these out of here. <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah, it's bad. My wife gets so annoyed because I bite my nails all day. <laughs> Literally, that's that's a wacky ring. Yeah. Yeah. My camera yeah. sucks. So, And then it has – you put the hook through that top eye right there. I can't even see the top eye. I can see the – Yeah, let's say you can barely see it, but you put the bait there and the hook up there, and it saves – Every time you hook the fish, the bait will automatically ride up the hook. Every time you'll never lose it. Oh, I lose cool. one Senko when I started using that. Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, I'm have to check that out. That day we were out fishing, and we kept losing. We got like 30 fish on wacky rigs. Yeah. Um, and we kept losing. We ran out of the color they were biting, so we had to like try to trick them, and we stopped catching fish. Yep. After that, never lost a single Senko on a wacky rig ever, unless uh, my line impressive. broke. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, it was, I, I'll never, uh, you have to buy special pliers for it, kind of. You don't really need to, but it comes in a kit, but I don't care. They're awesome. Nice. I'm going to have to check those out. Um. Yeah, so, what was that? He, you're not wrong. I have a problem. I mean, there's all those, that's, that's, these are all hooks. Uh, I have a line winder machine because I'm special. 
<laughs> um, special. <laughs> yeah, I about to say, I got, I got that also had a great deal because a store was going out of the fishing business, and I got it for like forty bucks. That's like a really good deal. So yeah, I don't even have to line my re- reels up like a normal person anymore. It's awesome. I feel super awesome about it. The the per the perks of working at Gander Outdoors. Well, the perks of working there when they had the fishing department and the hunting department and everything because they don't anymore. Yeah. But I got, I mean, I got, I came out okay. So yeah. there you go. But um, how many how many more reels you got? I've got just uh, technically. I mean, I have the metanium just not here with me. So if you want to talk about it, we can. Um, I mean, I have. If you want to pull a picture up, you can. I've got the box for it. Well, I don't uh, have it with me. But which I got which one were, more. Uh, Antares and the Metanium. Is that the last two? Yeah, the last two were the Metanium and the Antares because you're the Metanium DC. I talked a lot, a little bit with the Scorpion. It's four ninety nine. Yeah, it is the pinnacle of Shimano reels you can get domestically in the U.S. Um, it's the basically what started the whole digitally chip or digitally controlled chip phenomenon with shimano um mm-hmm. it's got the dci5 braking system it's a metanium body so it's super light um it's got uh what carbon it's got carbon ball bearings in it. it's got a carbon drag it is yeah I'm about to pull a picture up yep so i mean it is it's the pinnacle of what you can get in the u.s um I mean, when you when you tell someone what your reel made out of, they ask you, and you're like, "Oh, it's aluminum, or it's plastic, or and this is made out of a, a, a rare metal." So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it is easily. I, I used to say it was the best casting reel I ever had until I got the Antares, and that thing will keep up with that metanium all day, plus another 15 yards. It's insane. Which we'll get yeah. to that after this. But I mean, this reel is the metanium that you're seeing. It's it what got me into this whole rabbit hole of jdm stuff and it's every time a new one comes out i end up taking my wife off and i go out and i buy a brand new one at cabela's <laughs> dicks or ebay so she she rather prefer ebay though so yeah well, well i prefer good. ebay because i can put it on paypal and no one has to know there you go yeah <laughs> you, you got the secret i've done the same oh, thing yeah. <laughs> yep paypal is where it's at man all my stuff paypal credit I mean, Yep, PayPal credit. Pay, they had the pay for four thing now, so you can split up in four payments. So now it looks even less suspicious on the card. Uh, so there's that. It's always a plus. Um, I mean, yeah, PayPal's PayPal's the plug, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, man. so the last yeah. one is this. I, wanna... I, 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 I want to talk a little bit about this one because... It is an expensive reel. Is it a DC? It is. Yeah, it's a DC. If you want to pull it up, okay. I mean, that would. I'm sure people would want to want to see yeah, it. It's an expensive reel. I've never even heard of one until you said something about it. So. Yeah, I remember we were going out and we were fishing. I was like, "Hey, man, I got it in Terry's." You're like, "What is that?" I was like, yeah. Oh, my friend, it is. <laughs> it is a sweet me. reel, man. Oh man, it's awesome. I mean, if if I was having to buy one brand new. It would be, I would, I would, I would just like sell a kidney or something. Um, <laughs> like I'll see if I can find this, uh, where the cost is. There we go. Is, uh, is this the one that I got the throw that was right-handed? Yeah. It's, okay. this is the, it's so good. No, it's lefty. It's a left-handed lefty. The one okay, that you maybe throw it's a Bantam right. you let me throw. The Bantam is the right-handed. This is the yeah. only lefty in my whole arsenal. And I don't care if it feels weird because it's so awesome. 
So, like, you look at this, and this reel, I mean, it's a big reel. It's a lot lighter than uh, it looks. But this is Shimano saying, hey, for freshwater fishing or saltwater, because it can do both, we don't care how much it costs. We want to make the best possible reel that money can buy. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of having that DC5 or DC4 braking system, this has a 4x8 DC system in it, um, which is pretty insane. So if you open a regular DC up, it doesn't look like this. So that's essentially a mini computer in there that is running everything in there. So you have, it's got essentially four, how it was explained to me, because I'm not an engineer or tech wizard or anything. It's got yeah. one major chip and then three other minor chips that are helping it cast. Huh. So you have your tension knobs set right there. And on the internal side of the DC, it's not actually on the outside. You have your line control right there. Um, this will actually control the full spin sh- uh, tension of your spool on top of having a clutch control knob. Um, but this is this is Shimano saying, hey, we want to make the best reel that you could possibly buy. And like I said, I mean, it's, it's, oops, wrong one. it's beat up. I've, I've beat it up. And this thing still is one of the best reels I've ever used. I mean, for example, if you want to talk about quality, I've never switched these bearings out. And this is secondhand to me. Wow. And it flies. And that's just yeah. a handle. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's bulbous. It sits in the hand. It's huge, but it oh. is, it is awesome. Open up that side plate and close it again. I want to hear the sound of it. <laughs> it's worn. So open. It sounds like a freaking slide on a handgun. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> that's awesome. they, they didn't skip any. And this is the 2016 version, which, what you pulled up, they, they made a newer one since then, but it's pretty much still got the four by eights. Um, and that actually hasn't hit full market. But you saw all that in there, all the the spool tensions you got, the line settings, and then you have an additional brake setting on the outside. Mm-hmm. So you can fine-tune this thing all the way down to whatever you want. Um, this reel brand new, if you were to buy it right now, um, this is from my favorite Discover Japan website. The 16 in brand new condition is 734.47. Jeez. Nowhere near the most expensive reel you can get because you can get spinning right. reels that are a couple thousand. But this is one of the most expensive casting reels that you can buy. And this is Shimano's top of the line reel that they've ever made casting wise. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, you kind of you, you talked about that a little bit. Um, one of the I, I, so I, I've seen a I don't know if it's a saltwater reel or what. But have you ever heard of Van Stall? Yeah, the Van Stahl's reels are, those are, like, you're a cult follower, because those are a couple yeah, of great those, those are sweet. Yeah, they oh, they're look sick. Awesome. They look awesome. They are, uh, my buddy was making a joke. He was like, next thing we know, Matt's going to come into work, and he's going to be showing us his Van Stahl spinning reels. And I was like, man, I I value life, and my wife would kill me, because they're, I mean, those are, those are pricey. I mean, you can buy yeah. a car with what you would buy a Van Stahl for. Yeah. So I mean I mean they kind of look like a traditional reel, like well, like a vintage reel and like a cross between a vintage and like a modern. It's, they're kind of yeah, weird. It's it's, it's kind of like the best way I had it described to me was you know how people are buying records and record players now. Again, yep. again. 
and they buy a record player that looks like it was made in 1940. But yeah, I mean that thing looks like it was from a bygone era of fishing. It does. And that's one of their, I mean, this, the steel X series, they have series that go all the way up into the thousands. That's their starter. end. I think that's 800 bucks. I think you can get a little bit cheaper one, like the VR. Yeah. The titanium, the steel titanium VR are a little bit cheaper, but yeah, you get them up in the grands. So, yeah, but it's like old meets new with old styling, but all new tech inside. Um, this thing looks like it just came off a mothership. It does, man. And I mean, this looks futuristic. All getting this came out in sixteen, and this looks like it's still we're not ready for it. It's it has. Things have they not updated it since then? No, they haven't made a new one yet. They're they're okay. talk. They released a teaser last year that they're working on one that should be out in twenty twenty two, which I can only imagine what's going to be in that one if they're updating this one. Um, Twelve chips. You can. I you mean, will not I, backlash, and if you do, you suck. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm here for it, man. I will beg, borrow, and steal my way to get one. Then I come back on the show and show you as I haven't bubble wrap. Um, we'll, we'll we'll just you'll you'll just hold it up for an hour in the light, and, and then I'll just add yeah. music going. Oh, that's the that's all the show is the whole time. It's just me. It's just me holding it like this and just block me out while you just look yeah. at it. I mean, that's it's gonna be it's gonna be insane. I mean, some of the stuff, and I I was talking to a guy yesterday because he's on the JDM craze now, um, and some of the stuff that's coming out in Japan is insane and a lot of people like i said earlier are starting to get into it um like i know when i first got my first mega bash rod this year you started playing with it when i first got it mm-hmm. and you're like oh man this thing's awesome and this i mean this is a, a 2018 mega bash rod mm-hmm. and this still plays i mean i've had i've had an nrx in the past i've had a couple nrx's um i've had really like some evergreen rods and everything and that's a jdm rod but the mega for me like for instance mega bash rods are fantastic it's it's i wish i could get more of them just not enough people in the area that i go to buy rods cheaper have them and they cost like 600 bucks and i can't just fill my whole arsenal with them but you know they're some of the most sensitive yet strongest backbone rods i've ever used in ever period and uh, i believe it man it's just jdm stuff man it's just it's insane it's a whole rabbit hole you can go down i mean all the way down to jdm crawls like i was showing you these before we started yeah um just the thought process and design process they put into a crawfish and they design them for bass and they don't like bass there that's always yeah, that's... bugged my brain for japan as they design all these baits like i mean kai tech before it got bought by Ketchco was a japanese brand mm-hmm. and they're they're designing them for i mean you know you get giant kai techs that are that long i don't know what trout over there's eating the nine inch kai tech um i don't know where's see if i can find it in my hodgepodge of bullcrap i got sitting everywhere oh i don't think i will (laughs) it probably fell or something it's probably stuck down in a hidey hole and i'll find it in two to four years um oh no here it is yeah you you hear mega bass you hear brands like draft yeah what is what's what's eaten i mean a six inch lure a lot of fish will eat that but that's designed for bass Oh yeah, as a, I mean that's a Japanese trend co- or company tried and true. I've caught so many fish on these mega bass, mega bass mag drafts, and they fish for trout and they hate largemouth, except for the two that, uh, that happen. That big swim bait game's a different, a whole another level of. Uh, it's just it takes some experience for sure. I I have never even thrown one, so 
But I don't know. You you hear of Mega Bass, you hear of Shimano brands like that, that, and immediately immediately you know that like top of the line. Oh yeah, I mean, so even that Mega Bass you're talking or uh, swim bait game. This is see, I'm not a, I'm not a tackle snob. This is a Abu Toro Beast, big old ginormous predator reel, mm. and that's a Gantrell bluegill. That's a JDM bluegill. I'm pretty sure they don't have bluegill in Japan if they hate bass. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. a, I mean, that's a mega bass or a, a Gantrell bluegill on that. And this is, you're not wrong. It's a whole new game. I've, I've been in it for a while and I'm still feel like I know nothing. Um, but well, you're, you're also in Ohio too now. I mean, we don't have the caliber of fish to eat that really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got, I actually got two hits on that. Surprisingly, the place we were uh, getting all those fish on the wacky rig, I had a fish break really? off on on a nine inch mag draft wow um back in that corner where it was all that that uh grass that was on top when we were going through there and then we busted yeah. back out i threw in a pocket and i had a bass come in and i watched a carp i don't know why i didn't know carp did this that's why i hate carp even more now but i watched a carp just like spear this bass and knocked him off and broke my line <laughs> it was weird i didn't like it i wasn't a fan of it uh mostly because i lost it broke it broke 20 pound line and a nine inch mag draft. And that's, I mean, that's like 12 bucks. That's, oh, yeah. that's expensive bait compared it to is. for plastic. So, yep. um, but yeah, I mean, down in North Carolina and whatnot, I was throwing big baits. I mean, largemouth that live there in like the brackish water have either not gotten eaten by an alligator or a giant red. So, yeah, like they're, they're decent size. And down south, yeah, you'll see them more. But I mean, you guys got, you have guys like, uh, what's his name? The pro for Zaldane. He throws. Yep the nine inch versions of this for smallmouth. Yeah. He catches them all the time. So, I mean, bass are in no way, shape or form a stupid fish. I don't believe they are. I think they're fairly smart because you could throw the same color Sanko for two weeks and they'd stop eating it because they know it's not food and I'm going to suffocate until they put me back in the water. Yeah. Um, but they also, when it comes to eating, they'll eat something twice their size. Or try to anyway. I mean, I've watched, I've seen largemouth dead on top of water with a 14 inch crappie in their mouth. So yeah, that's crazy. And it was a 14 inch bass and it was eating something the same size. It was it just head died. first. So yeah, I must say, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, when it comes to eating their trash cans, they'll eat everything at their <laughs> the opportunity presents itself. <laughs> so, I mean, you'd be surprised. Uh, that's the goal next year. The goal next year is to catch at least 50 fish on a big swim bait. So, that's a good goal, dude. I'd like to see goal. how you come out on top. That'd be that's cool. the goal. I'm gonna be every time we go out, I'm gonna be throwing that mag draft in the river for smallies for a hot Heck minute. Yeah. And once I get two or three on the sixth inch, I'm gonna move to the nine. And then I've never seen Zaldine catch a smallmouth on anything bigger than the nine, so I'm probably not gonna do anything bigger than the nine. But largies, I'm gonna throw some. I've got some biggins next year planned. Heck yeah, so, sweet man. Well, cool. We're winding down, dude. You want to uh, shout out any sponsors you got and stuff? Uh, shout out to Biome Power. They're my battery sponsor for my kayak. Um, one five three Baits. They've been on the show. They sponsor the show. Um, really, that's that's about it. I kind of windle down. Oh, Wicked Weights. Hey, forgot they're new. Uh, Wicked Weights. Stop on over there. Get you some weights. Some of the best tungsten you can get because it's super small. Because it's pure tungsten. I know Brad knows all about it. Um, yeah, I love all about stuff. it. I mean, the tried and true is one of the best. The Wicked Willow. Yep. It's a fantastic hook. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's really about it. It's uh, everyone watching. I don't, I think this will come out either later this week or next week sometime. But 
Veterans Day. Thank a veteran. Go out of your way, especially them Vietnam guys because they didn't get a whole lot of things when they got back. That's about oh, it. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, we got your uh, um, uh, Instagram. Uh, oh, yeah, me. Instagram handle uh, <laughs> down on the ticker below. So uh, people that are listening, let them know where they can find you. Yeah, I'm on uh, Instagram. My handle is Matt Souders Fishing. Uh, that's where I post everything. I've been a little bit of a hiatus. Unlike Brad, I'm not lucky enough to have a dry suit because I spent all my money on high-end Shimano <laughs> stuff. Um, and it's hunting season. Got two bucks I'm looking for, and I want to shoot them really bad. So those, and in between duck and dove, and if it if I can hunt it, I, I shoot it. So kind of a taking a draw down a little bit. Um, I'll probably get on the water a little bit. You'll start seeing some more posts on there. But yeah, Matt Souders fishing on Instagram. Head over there, give me a like and follow on some posts. There's some stuff I think you'll really like, especially how me and Brad rigged up my bona fide s or uh, my RS117. Um, last sponsor. Loveland Kayak Canoe, if you're in the Ohio area, definitely check them out. They'll get you set up on anything bona fide, Jackson kayaks, anything like that. They will let you come out, look at them. Um, on days that's nice, you can get on the water in them, on a demo. Great people down there. Um, that's where I got my bona fide, and I have no problem next year going back and hopefully sneaking a P-127 out the door before any else. Oh, advice. man. Heck, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. <laughs> yep. I'm excited to try it out, too. So Yeah, so, I think it's going to be... I don't know. The fact that it already has a motor guide mount on the front, I can just pop my XI3 yeah, on it. I mean, that's nice. that's just awesome. They just know what the, they know what the community's starting to do. So, oh yeah, it's to be yep, smart move for sure. Yeah, we had to make some modifications to make mine work. So <laughs> <laughs> we did, but it's all good. It looks oh, it good works. Still. So oh, yeah. it looks great. You can't tell. Yep. Cool guys. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode talking about Shimano and stuff, and maybe we changed your mind and you know uh spread the gospel of shimano <laughs> hey let's hope i tell you what man there's every no matter what company you use if it works for you I'm happy for you but you go to shimano you'll never go back i promise that's the truth dude because i'm you know i'm i'm with them 100 now so. yep you're there shimano, shimano sponsor me. <laughs> yeah yeah hey make that a twofer we're a package deal because i really need it <laughs> heck yeah i'm just joking but yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Thanks for having me.